Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, coming to you once again with more deep dive. Come on board. I got my boy, Sean Bennett here tonight. How you doing, Sean? I am doing pretty well. Uh, today, work's been kind of crazy lately, but I'm glad to be here, you know, late at night, being able to relax, hang with a buddy and uh, drink some ice water. Not quite as good as a cold beer, but, you know, it's a little bit better for you. So, um, yeah. I'm surprised it's not a, a little BRCC uh, no. iced coffee. Oh God, if I did that now, there's no way I'd sleep. Um, I can't do coffee after like four o'clock. If it's after four o'clock, I can't, I just can't, I won't be able to sleep. I sound like an old man, I swear sometimes, but uh, yeah, it's coffee. Gets no, me, I, but, I don't, uh... I don't think that's old man. I think that's just, <laughs> I think that's actually young man. Old man needs coffee after 4 p.m. Yeah, that's true. Young... Just stay awake to make it through dinner. <laughs> yeah. Young man just has a cup of coffee and he's good to go all day you know? So yeah. I wouldn't, don't uh, age yourself so soon there, Sean. We do have this really nice espresso machine at work that I've been getting. As everyone will know, I'm, I'm a big fan of French press, but uh, this, this espresso has been hitting hard lately. Wow. Espresso. Nice, yeah. man. Yeah. How have you been? Oh man, life is good. I am uh, getting, getting involved here in in the arizona heat uh but actually it's been really pleasant um i went back to san diego last weekend for a little road trip with my son and uh it was 100 degrees which was hotter <laughs> than phoenix so i don't know what's going on back there but uh I don't either it was a weird heat wave it was just suddenly uh it was like mid 70s and then two days later it was 99 and then i went back to the 60s it was crazy yeah well i was expecting a nice 60 uh that's it I, I just that's all san diego is right every time anybody brings up the weather in san diego they're like oh so you don't have any weather i'm like yep <laughs> we that's have it. we have we have great weather that's pretty much it we have warm and slightly warmer that's usually our, our weather but uh, yeah, we have weird spikes from time to time. Oh, man. Well, and other than that, I, I mean, I'm getting really excited for the year. Got some big things coming up here. Uh, it's the annual Century Ride uh, that's coming up here in May. You know, you know that one. That's the, oh, yeah. the port to port. So we'll be going. Uh, me and my buddy have been just pushing it every year. I think I'm going to try and get 120 this year. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to get, get ready. I got my, uh, my elements. Have you done any of the hydration packets? No, no I mean, not, I tried, I think one a while ago, but I uh, no, just regular old water for me. Yeah. I got these, uh, it's like a salt packet that you put in yep. a, in a water bottle and it actually really helps with the, the cramping, especially when you're doing the super, super long days. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting getting prepared. I love just getting ready. It's the little things, getting ready for the battle, you know. <laughs> well, that that's why you like. There's something um, soothing about right before doing something big is the preparation going into it. I think that that's key that a lot of people don't recognize. Like, even though it's not until you said May, right? So it's not until next month. Yeah. 
yeah, like getting prepped now that it's, it's something that leads into it that makes it that much better. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, being able to focus now on the year instead of focusing on where I'm going to live <laughs> is much better. You I'll say the, you passed that hurdle. Now you can move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the more fun stuff. Cause man, that was, yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, but for all those who are just going, what is this? We are the how-to hobby boys. So if you're interested, give us, give us a follow. We have social media. We have a Twitter, Instagram, at howtohobbypodcast. You can find us there. Leave your thoughts. Sean is always watching the comms like a hawk. And we also have a website. That's the best way to get in touch with us, howtohobbypodcast.com. And we love posting all of our most intimate feelings there. So go to the, go to the website. Uh, it has all of our links to all of our previous exploits uh, as far as episodes go. And we have a Gmail account. So you can email us directly, howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. So Sean, let's let the listeners know tonight what we're going to be covering. This is our deep dive series. And we've been working our way through a couple hot topics, right? This is something that's been really fun for us. But tonight, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about traveling and camping. Two, two of our favorite things that we love to do. Camping. <laughs> it, it, it's traveling and camping are two things that uh, I really enjoy talking about. Um, they're things that not everybody has gotten the chance to do. So I'm glad that we can do this deep dive tonight and we can, we can go through this and kind of see some of the things that we've learned lessons learned the hard way, <laughs> lessons learned the easy way, some things we wish we could have done differently and, and just kind of work through that. So all the listeners out there who are planning their next trip, whether it's a, 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 a drive or you're going out to camp, you can, you can learn some of our, our lessons here. Learn our, our lessons well is what I always say. Sean is going to lead the way and I'm going to sit here and hang on to his coattails as usual. So <laughs> without further ado, let's get into tonight's topics. And we're going to start with the one that everybody loves. The one that's really, it's, it's, a, it's a hot one out there. Uh, it, it took a little bit of a dive, no pun intended, in 2020 when, when COVID hit and and now it's coming back with a fury. And, and unfortunately, the, it feels like, Sean, I don't know if you've been watching the comms, but you always do. So I, I know that I can count on you. Uh, planes are having some issues. Airlines are having some issues. And, and, and airports are back to pre-pandemic levels, if not even, yeah. not even more from what I've seen. So you've done a little bit of traveling, right? Uh, yeah. Recently in in. Have you done any uh, flights yet this year? Uh, I don't think I've done any flights this year. Um, I have done a couple of a little bit of traveling within the last maybe six months, and I've got a couple of trips planned here coming up in about two months. I'm going to be flying, or about only a month and a half now. How time flies! I'm going to be flying out to Washington State, spending a week out there. So I had to go through the whole process of booking the flights and the buses and <laughs> the logistics that go into traveling that no one actually wants to talk about. 
but the full like four hour night of just staring at my computer screen, trying to figure out what time I wanted to fly. Um, it has been, it, that was, that was fun. Well, so, yeah. the flights, they don't really seem like we just booked a flight for June mm-hmm. at, for the family. And it seems like the timings are all weird. Did you feel that way? I, I would definitely agree. Now I was going through chase, um, Oh, from the yep. from the financial episode, I remember we talked about credit card points, and if you haven't heard that, please go back and listen to that. And I I try and book a lot of my travel through the points that I've earned, so that I'm not necessarily spending money on it. It's kind of the earned money that I have. Um, this trip ended up being way more expensive than I thought it was going to be, so I burned through all of my points. I know, dude. It's so <laughs> it's one trip. It's crazy yeah. now. Well, with the with the price of fuel, they're raising the prices of a lot of airline tickets. So, um, just keep that in mind, everybody out there traveling. Tickets are are pretty expensive, and they're not necessarily getting any cheaper. I had a friend who was saying his brother was trying to fly from Turkey, and it was going to cost him almost the almost twice as much as it costs to fly three years ago to fly a round trip from the u.s to turkey and back it was going to cost almost twice that just to fly from turkey to the u.s it's how expensive things things have gotten so i know the road trip game we'll get into that a little bit too but uh yeah road trips are pretty nice yeah the the airlines are actually doing better than most people would think right now because everyone's kind of tired of being cooped up and not being able to travel. And then there's still a lot of business going on. So um, I've had a lot of clients at work, they're flying from the UK and they've actually, it's been surprisingly smooth. Um, And a lot of people flying into San Diego. So yeah, airports are popping. Wow. Well, I miss the old SD uh, airport, Phoenix, the Sky Harbor is not as smooth. It's a little, (laughs) little, little clanky. (laughs) <laughs> San Diego is definitely a well-oiled machine um, just out of this airport with the two terminals. It's just, it's really well done. Not as much as like a Dallas. Um, I think that's one of the nicest, most well-oiled air, airlines I've ever, um, airports I've ever been to. Um, Dallas. Oh, really? Have you, you've yeah. actually flown, not just a layover, like you've gone in there and then and came out. Yep. Yeah. Cause uh, I stayed in Dallas when I was coming back from the Texas trip, this is a good one for traveling. Uh, when you are doing connecting flights, you kind of just have to be prepared for things to hit the fan um, in terms of not going well. And one of the, the lessons I learned, one, I got very lucky that I had family in the area, but two, you have to be really flexible when you are traveling. You, you can't get too focused on getting everywhere at the exact second you need to. Um, airlines, but Sean, I, 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 I always get where I want to go right away. (laughs) I, I wish, but things happen. Uh, and this is key. If you're traveling with family or a loved one, um, it's a true relationship test. If you get delayed at an airport over like an hour, if you're like pushing two, three hours delay, that's when the true frustrations start coming out and you start seeing who your real partner is. <laughs> See, I, uh, at, at hour one, I just said straight to the, to the, what, what do they call that? The, the saloon, the airport yeah. saloon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just margarita time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's one yeah. of those, those hacks. Yep. Yeah. Cuts exactly. The stress right, right in two. 
Yeah, hurts the financials, but oh my uh, gosh, dude. A beer. <laughs> see, I can't even afford a margarita. I can I can afford a beer, like $20 yeah. for a beer. It's crazy. Yeah, when I when I got stuck in Dallas flying back from Corpus Christi to San Diego, I luckily had family in the area. So I could stay with my grandma overnight. But you know, I was in in midair, phones off and airplane mode. And then I and they cancel my flight while I'm connecting to my next flight while I'm in the air. So I land and my phone just blows up with your flight's been canceled to reschedule your flight, go to this number, go to this website. And I was just panicking. I got off the plane and the entire airport is in chaos because there was a storm rolling in and they canceled all flights leaving the airport for that night from then for like the next four hours. So now you have like tens of thousands of people all trying to schedule flights for the following day. And it was just pure chaos. And you, I just Ooh. got off, I got off the plane and I just kind of stood there. Like I was by myself. Um, and I was like, all right, this is it. I got to figure out what I got to do. I can't freak out. I can't worry about the stress. I just got to buck up and do it. And that was a, a tough couple of hours getting that figured out, but it was a good lesson learned in, um, knowing your resources and having the app on your phone. If you're flying to a like a particular airline, have the app on your phone makes it way easier to reschedule. So you found out in the air. Well, I didn't find out till I landed. Okay. That my flight had been canceled. Yeah. So it was like a, an hour and five minute connecting flight from Corpus Christi to Dallas in while I was in that flight, they canceled my second flight home. So I had were to you, stay. Were you also rolling? Like if it was a bad storm, were you jostled? No, the, no, we were good. Cause the storm hadn't rolled in yet. It was oh, okay. coming in. And so they, they said, we can't have any flights leaving, but we could have these last few flights land. So without, it was just pure chaos, the whole airport, everyone freaking out. Uber was really expensive because now everyone's having to go to airports and oh. it was surging. Yeah. That's, it was crazy. That's pricing. Yep. But yeah, Gosh. it was definitely a lesson in things were going wrong all at the same time and you just sometimes have to relax calm down and deal with it but then also find the humor in the situation i'm just like this is just this is just awesome that this is happening and i could deal with it it also gave me an excuse to see my grandma i hadn't seen in a while so take take the go. wins where you can yeah yeah you just gotta gotta stay positive i mean honestly being in forced to stay in a major city isn't always the worst thing. I mean, you can, you can definitely make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. It can be a little bit, uh, I mean, it really depends on the circumstance. I think if it's a, if it's a fast paced trip, that's when I've had a moment where I was heading back for a weekend to the East coast and the East coast from West is like a six hour flight time. So it ends up being about nine hours of total time in the airport. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, you've done it. Everybody's pretty much done that at one, once or twice. Um, but you lose your whole day. And yep. I got, my flight got canceled or because of weather, my flight got delayed coming out of San Diego. And then I wasn't able to make my connecting flight. So I had to stay the night and it was just, well, again, to go back on the, on the travel credit cards, as far as, uh, a time and money management hack listeners uh, getting a card, like a, a more premium card may sound like a, a lot up front. You know, you have those sometimes fees associated like the chase Sapphire preferred or reserved that, you know, it's 95 to $550 depending on um, 
which one you choose, but you get trip protection and trip interruption Mm -hmm. as associated benefits with that. And that stuff can come in really handy because in those cases where you miss a flight because of delays or something like that, you can actually get it. The hotel stay reimbursed, which is nice, which is huge. Um, So, and they, they definitely will do that. Now, in my case, I couldn't find my, uh, for some reason, I couldn't find my receipt, Hmm. my virtual receipt for like the hotel, I think in the, in the run of everything and just the fast paced nature of it, I must not have had the itinerary sent correctly to me or something happened and I never actually got an invoice. So then when I called Chase to get, to get it covered, they were like, well, do you have your invoice? And I was like, uh, (laughs) and I went back and I couldn't find it. So Oh, you know, it's, and I think I probably got a paper one, which is fine. That would have worked too, but I couldn't find that either. So, mm-hmm. other, you know, another lesson learned when you're, when you're traveling and these things happen in the midst of the stress, try and keep a clear head. So you can think about these things. Like you have more coverage than you think. If you do have one of these more premier travel cards, which I highly recommend Sean, I, I think, well, you've talked about it. You Yep. have uh, been using your points. I have one as well. And I think it's just that extra bit of additionally, just more capital. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you are in a place where you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I can't afford a hotel tonight. Uh, it definitely eases some of your pain. But with, with this being said, Sean, you said something earlier that I thought was interesting The because of where we're going right now, and with tensions being the way they are uh, regarding oil and, and just mm-hmm. kind of globally, there's some, there's some things taking place that are affecting the, the cost of everything, but especially gas. Uh, it's, it's looking like to me, this is kind of turning into a year of more road trip centric. I would agree. And granted gas, gas is still expensive. So Road trips have gotten more expensive, but I think road trips just offer you so much more flexibility, uh, not necessarily in time, because it definitely takes a lot more time to get where you're going, but a lot more flexibility to choose your destiny, (laughs) choose your journey, you know, like you can decide I'm tired. I want to pull off here, whether you're sleeping in your car, you're going to stay in a hotel, motel, whatever it is. Um, you have, you have more of that power. I, I still, any day would choose to drive over fly, uh, even though flying is way faster, you know, more stress, but gives you more time in the place that you're going to. But there's just something about getting behind the wheel and doing long road trips. I've done um, 17 and a half straight hours up to Oregon. Um, when I was a kid, my dad and I did Oklahoma to San Diego Um in two days, I've done from San Diego to Seattle in 24 straight hours. Um, but I've done San Diego to San Jose. Like I love like the six six plus hour drives because um, that's when you're getting far enough out that you're like, I have no idea where I am other than mm-hmm. GPS. And you can see things that you're are very outside of what you would normally see at home. And granted, coming from San Diego, we only really have two directions. You either go north. Or you go east. 
So you either go north towards like Northern California into Oregon, or you go into the deserts and then out into Vegas and, and Arizona. Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but like I did a solo road trip up to Salt Lake City last year, or the year before. I can't remember. I feel like time isn't real anymore. Um, we, you know, it was like 12 straight hours just straight to Salt Lake City from San Diego. And it was. I didn't know that was solo. Yeah, that was, that was totally solo. It was me and my cooler in the front seat. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Coolers are great. Drinks. You know me and coolers, man. I know you live out of coolers. <laughs> I, I mean, I had it so packed full of drinks and food that it, um, for the first couple of hours, I had to clip the seat belt because it was heavy enough that it was the car was telling me that the passenger needed a seat belt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was there. But I, I think road trips are going to be a big thing. I already know road trips were big last year. I think they're going to be big this year too. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely something I'm, I'm trying to figure out for my end of the year. I'm, I think at this point this year, I'm going to have one trip for myself is what it's looking like. Cause my, my buddies, they're not going to be able to, it's not looking like they're going to be able to uh, make anything happen. I usually do this once a year backpacking trip with the friends, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. we did the Timberline trail last year. Uh, and you know, things are getting busy and finances are tough. Yeah. A lot of my friends live on the East coast and same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like even round trip, it's 600 bucks, you know, 500, mm -hmm. 600 bucks to get out. And that that's just a lot for people. Uh, I mean, anybody really, it doesn't really matter what your career is. So yeah, I think, I think I might be doing something solo this year. So I'm open for, for options, suggestions, listeners, if you have any ideas for places that are in the Southwest, uh, on the, on that are, that are fun and easy to get to, uh, I was considering Bend, Oregon, Sean. Oh, oh um, God. I love Bend. It's like, I think my favorite city in the U S that I've been to, um, I'm trying to plan a trip to Prescott, Arizona. That's oh. a little cute little town. And I'm trying to go out and see, um, my How do you get to Bend? So I usually drive, um, uh, mainly cause when I'm staying in Bend, I try and stay for a few weeks. So that way I want to have my own car cause it, a rental car is just too expensive. Uh, that's another benefit of doing a road trip is you have your car when you get to the place. So you don't have to worry about rental car or not getting a good car if there might be snow or anything like that something you're familiar with um biggest lesson i got from the last time i drove to bend because we did it in two days and um i got wi-fi for my car because my car had wi-fi capability so i actually got it from at&t got a subscription which allowed me to actually work a little bit <laughs> on the road uh, call into meetings and be able to, to answer phone calls and stuff um starlink wow. Yes, Elon Starling. Musk. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty rad. So that that was a good lesson there. Is that if your car is Wi-Fi, do like a one Take month advantage. subscription. Yeah, it was like nine dollars per month with AT and T, and I got you know Wi-Fi in the car. So it was it was pretty good. But yeah, I it's pretty legit. I usually drive from San Diego to Bend. Usually in two days from here to like San Francisco area, then from San, San Francisco to Bend. Nice. Okay. Well. <sighs> Now that doesn't, I mean, maybe I can make that happen. I don't know. It's, it's far 
from it's further from Phoenix to Bend mm-hmm. than it is from San Diego, but it's still probably only uh, what's the difference? Three hours, four hours to cut across to be where. So I don't know how long. So you said it took you two days to get up there. Yeah, it's about uh, 17 hours from San Diego. OK, well, I'm going to have to fly. I, I literally I, I'm going to tell you, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to fly and hitchhike. I'm not joking. Dang. I'm going to go just straight from Portland. See if somebody can like get me down there. Uh, that may not go too well. <laughs> Dell's over here finding serial killers and stuff. (laughs) I mean, I I feel like there's like hiker angels out there that really help, but then there's not because I tried to get a ride out to Mount Hood and people were looking at me like I was crazy. They were like, dude, I'm no. It's like, uh, (laughs) absolutely. I don't look like a a killer. I look like a nice guy. Right. Anyway, please, maybe I don't. Please take me. No, please take me. So, Sean, this is the big one. All right. This is what the listeners want to know. I, I've, I know the question that's been all on all of your minds, and it's really just something that Sean and I have already, we've dove into, we know. And I'm interested to hear what Sean's perspective is on it. And that is the difference, the big difference between hotel versus Airbnb. Oh, that's a great question because that really plays into travel. And I'll admit hotels are easier um, when you're traveling, especially if you're booking through credit card points. What? All right. I got to I got to hear this (laughs) because personally, I don't think they're easier, but let me let me hear. Let me hear you out. So so I, I think they're easier if you're not picky. You don't really care where you are. So, for example, I'm flying to Spokane in end of May. I'm staying in a hotel for a couple of days, and then I'm catching a bus up to Kettle Falls where I'm taking my hunting class. And I, I didn't care where I was staying. It just needs to be somewhere with Wi-Fi, somewhere safe that I know I can work and have a work laptop. And so I was like, okay, look at you know, Yelp, look at Chase points and see what credit card or what hotels are out there that are really highly rated. So I just did that. It was easier. Didn't really care. But when I'm going somewhere where I'm looking for the experience of the town, that's where I'll stay in Airbnb. So like when I stayed in New Orleans, instead of staying in a hotel on the tourist district, I stayed in an Airbnb in one of the local neighborhoods. Um, I did the same thing in in Salt Lake City. I stayed in Airbnb uh, in um, oh, I can't remember the little ski town, but it's just east of uh, Salt Lake City. Um, so like if you want, if you just Park are looking, City? Park City, yeah, thank you, Park City. If you're just looking for somewhere to stay the night, hotels I think are a great option. But if you're looking to get in the experience of the place, you want to live like a local and stay at an Airbnb. What do you think, John? No, I, I think you did say, it well, at the end of the day, I mean, I gotta, we always have to be somewhat different in our perspectives here because that's just the way that how to hobby boys work. But I, I do agree. I think if you're staying for a night and you don't have children and a wife with you, uh, hotels could potentially be easier. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do have children in tow, it's an, it's an absolute nightmare. I, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> My, my wife told me, she said, it's, this is my nightmare. And it's just because <laughs> literally there is nowhere for you to go. The kids love it. Don't get me wrong. They think it's awesome. They're like, oh yeah, this is great. And they're running around 
And for some reason, I don't, as a kid, and you probably remember this, I remember this. When you stayed in a hotel, you, you just thought it was so cool. Yep, agreed. But the parents agreed. don't. And <laughs> I think it's also for me, the one thing that I have noticed, and this bothers me. So from, if I know I'm going to be taking a trip and I can plan it out and know that, oh, I'm going to have this specific night in a hotel, it's not as big of a deal for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I agree with you. I'm kind of, and I'm definitely one of those travelers where I am so go with the flow. I could stay with a, in a hostel, an Airbnb, uh, a cheap hotel or a middle of the way hotel. And now, Hey, I'm telling you those chase points, man, you get, you get a little <laughs> bit more bang for the buck, you know? <laughs> you do. Yeah, you do. So I, in, uh, I, I was out in Portland this last year for the Timberline trail and I got to stay. It was like a last minute. This, this is where points really come in the clutch. It was like a last minute. Oh, my buddy had to leave. So we couldn't stay in the Airbnb, um, that we originally planned. So I had to cancel that and then go to the hotel side. And it was so close that I was like, ah, man, what am I going to do? But I got this really nice hotel. It was like the Hilton canopy collection. And you know how like Hilton and Marriott, they'll like join with smaller hotels. They're Mm -hmm. trendy. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed that, but this one was like, it was so trendy, man. It was like a high rise and it was the classic, like no, no walls. Like it was concrete and or no drywall. I should say like everything was exposed Ooh. and it, it was, it was kind of interesting, but it was very nice. And it was a quick, you know, ditch effort to just get in there and, and get involved. And I, I definitely liked it now. From the Airbnb side, I just think if you're spending, for me, one to two nights hotel, fine. If you Mm want to blow $600. Yeah. If you want to blow $900 and stay somewhere for a week, stay in an Airbnb. Because that Mm -hmm. is what you're, you can literally get, I did it in Phoenix, five days for the most I spent was $900. I mean, I got one for like $600. You can find deals. And the other pro to that is when you're like me and you're living out of a cooler, I have my cooler. I come in there. I got to, I got, I pack the fridge. Don't even have to go to the store and I don't have to pay these crazy bar fees and things that are the the amenities, right? The amenities. Now you do get a a gym a lot of times and that is nice. So yeah, there are definitely pros and cons to, to each I think a lot of it has to do with how long you're planning on staying. That's a great point. And is it somewhere where you're looking to get out and live like a local or you're looking just somewhere to stay while you're on a work trip or anything like that? I think that's a good uh, delineation. The cool part about Airbnb, and I'll say this, having been someone who has done no international travel, (laughs) which is something I really want to do. But of course, as soon as I got into international travel it was like february 2020 and then march 2020 everything fell apart um it is much easier to stay in remote countries if you're doing things like airbnb or hostels versus hotels like when i was planning a trip to um sweden norway and finland um i had planned all of these trips and when you're looking at the places that are where people want you to go or like tourists go like to see the um, Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights, you're looking like really, really far north in most of those countries. 
you're not really going to find many hotels. You're looking at Airbnbs. And I found this really cool Airbnb um, on a farm that raises huskies for dog sledding. And you can like nice. train that you can work with the dogs, you can train the dogs, you can have the dogs sleep with you if you want. You can eat the um, dogs breakfast. <laughs> like there's there's things that you will be able to do on Airbnb you'd never be able to see in a hotel. So oh yeah. there's also Verbo. If anyone's never used Verbo, V-R-B-O, that's also a really good vacation rental uh place. I've stayed in Palm Springs with Verbo before. We just we just did uh fam our family trip in 2020 or sorry, this year, 2022 for a new Orleans. So yeah, definitely VRBO, Airbnb They're there. I mean, it's great. It's a great concept, a lot of value. And I am a big fan because it doesn't have a mini- miniature refrigerator. It has a full size <laughs> fridge and yeah. a range and I like to cook. So sorry. Yeah, All right, Sean, that's enough. That's enough messing around. We got to move into our next topic here which is camping. And this is everybody's favorite, favorite topic. If you're not uh, my son when, or my <laughs> daughter when I'm pulling them in and they're in that learning phase. <laughs> when you're learning how to camp, let's be honest, it, is, it can be a little rough, right? It can be, it can be pretty brutal. Uh, it can be pretty brutal. I think the worst night of camping I've had was a really hard earned night of very cold winds coming off the side of a cliff. Um, this is one of those lessons learned of if you're staying at like a big campground, definitely check the weather beforehand and make sure you're not perfectly situated at the basin of the biggest rock formation in the entire zip code. Where was and this? It was in Agua Caliente. Uh, my family, oh. we used to go out there to stay in the desert in summers uh, we did New Year's Eve there one time, and it was one of the New Year's Eve we were out there that we were positioned at the absolute worst camping spot in the whole place. The winds were coming through at like 70 miles an hour coming over the cliff down the grade and then at us. And so we ended up basically sleeping in the van because none of us could sleep because it was so cold, so windy. It was, it was a disaster. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The, the desert is no joke, man. I mean, this morning it was so windy. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I normally ride my bike to work. I go like 18 miles per hour. I was going 12 miles per hour today. <laughs> like that's how hard I, it was like, oh no, you aren't going straight, son. <laughs> it's like, that's come actually- on, man. It's the morning. I just woke up. Yeah. That's a good point for anybody who's camping in an area that they're not familiar with. Um, I, at that point I was younger, wasn't familiar with the desert. You know, if I were going to be camping out in Oregon in like foresty and rain, I would have no idea how to handle myself because it's not what I'm used to. So if you're happy to do traveling and camping together, which I think is a really cool concept. And I really want to do some car camping, which kind of partners those two road trip and then camping in your car instead of staying in hotels or Airbnb, um, that there are going to be challenges that you're, you won't even know that they exist until you find them. <laughs> so being, keeping yourself on willing to stay on your toes is key with a lot of these hobbies. Oh, I agree. And that was the perfect segue for what I think is a marriage made in heaven, which is the traveling and camping put together. Now, technically they are arguably one in the same, but if you do a road trip traveling, 
and throw your tent in the back. You're not even going to have to do a motel or hotel or holiday in. Yep. You can, you can just throw your tent down. And the cool thing about out here, Sean, uh, in Arizona, there's a lot of BLM. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can go out there. It's just managed land that's free to camp on. And, uh, so I, I, I'm definitely going to be making use of some of that and man, I'm, yeah, I'm excited as well. Also in my case, I'm probably going to be doing some, uh, what is it's like the, the road bike camping. Um, I don't know what there's, there's like a name for it, but I just met two people on my way out here from San Diego. They were doing the Southern tier. Have you ever heard of this? No, start bike packing. I don't know why I was, it was the, the, it wasn't dawning on me, but yeah, it's called bike packing and you literally pack all of your things on your bike and you do, well, you do a lot of miles. I mean, it's like the, it's exactly what you're talking about with hmm. when it comes to road tripping, but yeah, on your own power. Wow. And so these people were doing this route called the Southern tier. Apparently I didn't even know this. I met the, I met these people in Dateland. Um, they had just finished their leg on the day. They're doing 60 miles a day for three months. Good and, God. And they're going from you. It's the Southern tier. So you got, there's actually three routes that run the length of the U S um, from West to East. Okay. And it goes the Southern tier, the mid tier and the North tier. And the Southern tier is from San Diego to Florida. Wow. And they were doing, it's just over 3000 miles and they were starting that off. So they were camping. They were getting their stuff at the convenience store. And I was talking to him, he pulled out his map and he was just, he's like, yeah, this is it. This is, and, and it's pretty cool because I'm, I, again, I, I man, I haven't even looked into this yet, but they actually will have every map for every section. So like you have, I think, I think he said it's like 150 miles per map that you get as a reference. And then you pull it out and you can call numbers and it tells you like where you can camp, where you can stay. And, uh, it, it was, I was like, Oh, I got to do this. He was, and it was him and his wife. That's crazy. And that they, I, oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, well they had just, in the wind that we were just talking about, they had just summited uh, the the peak. What is our mountains out there? Um, the Pine Valley Mountain Range. I don't know. Laguna, the Laguna Mountains. Sorry, those are the East Mountains from San Diego. But what were you going to say, Sean? I was going to say that uh, I think the coolest part of that for you finding out about that thing is a good lesson that we've learned from a lot of our hobbies is you can think you know something really well. I mean, cycling is something that cycling and camping are two things that you have been doing for many years. And you, I would say are much more experienced than I am and I'm still trying to get there. But the fact that you're just now learning that you can partner those two of cycling and camping and that people do it across the entire United States, like that's, that's just cool that it's, there's something still for you to learn. Oh man. Yeah. And I want to do this. You can even do, see that. And this is the, oh man, I'm about to nerd out, but so it's the San Diego to Tempe, Arizona, 432.4 miles. And I was literally just thinking this the other day. I was like, 
man, you know, a cool 20, I've been thinking of 2022 goals. You know what a cool goal would be is to do Tempe or Phoenix, like where I'm located to mm-hmm. San Diego Ooh. via bike. Like <laughs> I, I want to do it, man. I really do. That would be really cool. Gosh. Well, a lot of logistics going into that, but it would be cool. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're telling me there's, there's definitely a lot that goes into every challenge. So, but back to the, the camping, the more standard camping, because that's something that, I mean, is more probably specialized, but as you're getting into it, it's, it's pretty clear that you can kind of meld these various hobbies that you have. Like you can go camping and do the other hobbies that you like to do. If you Mm -hmm. like, you know, flying a drone, you can do that while camping. And I think for me as a kid, when I was learning about camping, it's such a great time for like, whatever you do, that's another hobby of relaxation, whether it's reading a book, setting up a hammock and reading a book, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, my buddy from my church, he's, that was his thing. We went on this trip and it was, we were all going mountain biking. And he was like, dude, honestly, I just want a good book and I will <laughs> stay at the Airbnb. That is my hobby. And nice. I was like, dude, great. Whatever brings you joy. That's definitely me. Definitely the book, book in a nice Airbnb with like a hot cup of coffee definitely like if it were if it were raining outside it's cold hot cup of coffee blanket and a book like it it doesn't get better than that in my opinion what's your what's your all-time favorite camping trip i would say now here's where the lines kind of blur because for me it would be it was on a backpacking trip so it's definitely i know backpacking is like a, a more uh specialized version of camping um but it was the first time I'd ever camped at above 10,000 feet. Um, when I was camping in uh, the Sierra Nevada mountains, uh, maybe five or six years ago. Um, it was the first time because growing up in San Diego, I never really understood what it means to see the stars. I mean, I'd seen stars, right? Like I thought I had seen stars. But when I was camping at 10,000 feet and there's no lights and everyone's had their lights out for a few hours and you can actually see the Milky Way, that is like, that is something that you can't explain in words. Um, yes. So like, that was, that was my absolute favorite trip. Um, Great. It was my first backpacking trip. So there was a lot of other firsts in there, but laying on the ground, staring at the Milky Way and trying to wrap your head around what you were looking at that like you it's just it was unimaginable oh dude beautiful what about you uh i think for me i mean it's probably backpacking related but i oh man that's a tough one and i should have known it was coming (laughs) because i'm I, i i asked you um yeah i think for me it's been my mount whitney experiences um camping up at 9000 feet uh that's probably my favorite campground in the US uh is the Whitney Portal and there's just something magical about the entire area 
minus the bears, the bears last two years ago, when I went there were unreal. I mean, how Hmm. crazy they were getting and how close they were to you. That kind of took away some of the magic, but yeah. Um, yeah, in general, that's been my kind of, yeah, that I've, I'll just walk out and similar to you. Um, I'll just walk out to what I really like doing. And it's sort of like, I don't know if it works or does anything, but before hiking the next day up the, up Whitney, which is up to 14,500 feet. One of my little rituals that I do the night before is I'll, after eating dinner, I'll climb up and do a little hike just, just above where I'll be sleeping for the night to just kind of get my blood flowing and try and just acclimate a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just spend a little bit of time higher than where I am camping that night. And at the, at the same time, I'll just turn off my light and it's, it's a little bit terrifying. I'm not going to lie. I'll turn off my light, my headlamp and just look up. And just be in awe of the stars and, and let myself settle down a little bit and, and then take in the natural beauty of, of the world around me, unabated by light. I mean, you are in your own, there's nothing getting in mm-hmm. there and you can, it's pitch black. So if something, you know, bear comes up behind you, he probably, oh, oh not going to think about it, but <laughs> You wouldn't be able to see him. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't know it's coming until yeah, you wouldn't know it's coming until <laughs> boom. Um, so that's definitely my favorite. And I did did I tell you me and my sister got permits for this yeah, year? You did, you did. Yes. So stoked on that. So that's gonna be a big ender for the year. And so I, I guess definitely some things to look forward to this year. I'm really happy. Uh, do you have any camping on the books? I don't right now. Um, I've got this trip in June where I'll be semi camping. So uh, you could either choose to stay in the tent or you could choose to rent a little cabin. And by cabin, it basically looks like a porta potty in the size. It's a little tiny, tiny cabin, basically with one bed. Um, it's just you know, I upgraded to do that because I wanted, if I'm going to be somewhere outside working all day long of, uh, you know, shooting bows and shooting guns and, and hiking and foraging, I wanted somewhere where I could go back and uh, have a structure around me. Um, maybe just for, even just for my psychological benefit, not necessarily because I needed it. Um, but yeah, I don't currently have any trips planned in the book. My brother and I talked a while ago. We really want to do a trip to like the Santa Cruz area, kind of along the one. And uh, there are some really cool camping, uh, beach camping spots um, out there that we've discussed camping at this summer. Uh, the same nice. if we could we could get in there. They're kind of hard to get spots, but that's my goal because I've never camped at the beach. And I think camping and sleeping next to the sound of the ocean would just be magical. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. I've done it a couple times. It's it's not my favorite, but it's also there's there's less glamorous <laughs> uh, <laughs> camping situations and being on the beach and yeah. on the ocean. It's just a lot of times the camping I've done has been close to the city as well. So that's the uh, only thing. Like most of the time, it's hard to get out there mm-hmm. and on a beach camping setup because 
everybody wants to be at the beach. So you're not yeah. out there. It's yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty easy one too. All right though. So we've talked about traveling as a whole. We talked about camping. What are some of the things that uh, you wish you had done better throughout your process, through your, your growth of the hobbies, things that you think you kind of even regrets regarding the, the hobbies up to this point in your life? I would say the with both traveling and camping, one of the regrets is just not doing them more. Um, that's one of those things that you look back and you go, ah, oh, I kind of wish I had done this more. I kind of taken more risks here or there. So that, that's definitely one for me. Um, traveling, I haven't done any international travel. And that's that's one of my biggest regrets up to now. You know, in my ending towards my late 20s, and I haven't done any really international travel. I, I mean, I was born in Japan, but I came here when I was four, so I don't really remember it. I've done one day trip to Tijuana, but you know, that wasn't, I, that doesn't even come close to, <laughs> to traveling. It was just going to drink beer. So um, that's one thing I really want to do because the one thing I've heard from everybody who has traveled outside of the U.S. is when they come back, they fully understand how much we have here and the, the ease of things here. My, my brother spent a month in Mexico uh, doing a, a TV show down there and just the fact of struggling to get access to clean water. Um, that wouldn't basically, you know, give him the runs. Like that's, that's something that you don't really have to think about here. And he was, he was legitimately worried in some places of were they using tap water to make the ice for the drinks at the restaurants? Cause even that could make the crew sick. So, um, it's a little thing. So that, that's one regret. Uh, the other regret specifically is doing, airbnbs in areas that i thought i was going to spend more time in because it sounded like a nicer area without actually researching what i was planning on doing and then finding that i was doing like 20 30 uber rides to get from where i was staying to where i was actually wanting to go so that was the thing if you are going to be staying in an airbnb or even a hotel try and make it fairly central to the things you want to do because it just saves you a lot of money on Ubers if you didn't get a rental car. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Great point. And I think uh, I haven't actually, I don't think I've had that similar experience as far as being sort of a way, but I do think it's important to do the research and know where you, where most people, you know, either talking to a friend or a buddy that's been there in the past, it can be as simple as that. Yep. And then you're, you're more calibrated to know this place in new Orleans that my buddy was absolutely, it's called Turkey and wolf. It's a sandwich shop. Ooh. And if you haven't been there, Sean, uh, definitely put it on your list. If you're ever in new Orleans, cause it is the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. And there's two of them. There's a, their ham sandwich is unbelievable. Okay. And their uh, collard collard green sandwich is unbelievable hmm. and so check it out i definitely plan on going back so i'll have to hit that and then the, the the last thing and this goes for traveling and camping for me something that i look back and i wish i had done more of was doing more of it by myself um there is mm. something 
there that a lot of people don't realize of doing things on your own from time to time. It doesn't always have to be, it doesn't have to all be where it, I'm struggling tonight. It doesn't have to be how it always is. Uh, it's just allowing yourself to get out somewhere by yourself and focus on your thoughts and who you are and what you're doing. Like that is more important than people realize. So definitely, definitely plan some trips with family and friends, but also plan some trips to do by yourself. I agree. And I think when it, when going back to camping as well, that's one of the things that I really want to do more of Sean is kind of get outside of my comfort zone. And I think for me, it's a little bit more intense than maybe others, but I know there's other people out there that are way more intense than me. So it's, but one of the big things is I'm not comfortable or as comfortable being out there in the wild by myself. Mm -hmm. And it's just something I'm, I'm, I'll admit firsthand. I mean, it is, it's wild out there. And when you don't have somebody to hold your hand or be close to you, it can be a little bit psychologically tough. So I just yep. want to get more, more clear on that. And additionally, I really, I've been thinking about it recently, but I wish I would have taken time between school, between graduating and starting oh. my job yes. to do some of the things that I want to do now, which is like actually doing a 3000 mile bike trip. Mm -hmm. Like the people that I talked to that have done that, I just met this guy recently that at the Sedona mountain bike festival who had done that out of school. And he just said it was, he literally said, hands down, it's the best thing he's ever done. Mm -hmm. ever and i mean he, you know he's at the, the mountain bike festival like he's ripping it right and we're all having a great time but three thousand miles i mean that's he said you're just you're the camaraderie with the group you're doing 100 miles a day he was with a pretty intense group mm -hmm. so they were doing they were pushing it and he just said you know yeah you're like eating an entire pizza at the end of the day it's just epic right and the the brotherhood and all these things so yeah, th those are some things I want to do moving forward into my future. But once you get locked into the, oh, the engineering grind, it is hard to get out. And I have kids and a wife now that I got to take, take care of. And yep. uh, so, yeah, listeners, if you're younger, take the time. Don't, don't worry about tomorrow in the sense of, oh, am I going to have a job? If you're about to graduate, take some time off because trust me, you'll be able to get a job and you'll yep. be able to grow, but you won't be able to do some of these things moving forward. If, if, well, if time doesn't permit, we never know if we're going to have time. Sean, do you see the sandwich right now? I do. I do see the sandwich. <laughs> uh, John is currently sharing a screen of this ridiculously good looking sandwich from Turkey Wolf. Turkey and Wolf, man. It is unbelievable. Look at this thing. This is mm. the collard greens. It is three slices of bread. It's got collard greens, cheese. It's it's completely vegetarian. And that's why it got my buddy's attention because he's a he's a vegetarian. But um, let's see if I can find the ham sandwich. Yes, please go if you're if you're listening, go to turkeyandthewolf.com and look at their gallery. This food looks magical. Oh uh, yeah. And this is actually beast too. My mom got this. It's like a, it's a salad. I don't know what it's called. I forget, but it's, it was like a slaw, but oh man. Yeah. They got some good stuff there. These Turkey and wolfers. 
and their and their art is really sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to New York in June, Sean, and Ooh. I have been nerding out on this YouTube channel. Uh, have you heard of First We Feast? I have. My brother watches them religiously. He loves First We Feast. Yeah. So that so that's like the the classic uh, hot ones is what it's called. Mm-hmm. But they have this other sub channel. It's called Hungry for More. And okay. dude, if you just want to nerd out and just go unbelievable on like, okay, for instance, this chopped cheese. Oh, looks amazing. This, okay, this one, Birria Taco King. His name is like, I think it, the restaurant's called Birria King in Brooklyn. Like all of these places are in Brooklyn and they just, bro, I'm about to go ham right now. <laughs> Let me see if I'm I can stoked. even- stoked. I'm stoked for you. I, I just, I, I want to eat, you know, and that's, <laughs> do you, it's like look, impossible for John and I to get together and not have it turned to food. It's dude, just, it, it's, it's a thing we do. Do you see this right now? <laughs> this looks fantastic. Look, he's got the, it, the pork just straight up out of the, the meaty, the meaty goodness, dude. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that looks bomb. So anyway, a couple of different places to check out, ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in food in Brooklyn. But yeah, all that to say, Sean, we we have we've said it all tonight, I think. I mean, it's it's uh I I think we've we've laid it down for the listeners. We brought them value. Definitely, guys, manage your years, right? I mean, uh, the last thing I'm going to say is take the opportunity to lay out your year in the beginning and just do that year after year. And I I really think you'll, you'll start to see the value of planning. And for me over coming out of school and getting into my full-time job and settling in and then really focusing on the other aspect, which is managing my time every year Mm -hmm. as a family and as, you know, just saying, I'm going to take back time that I, I deserve. I deserve to have. I'm not just going to take little rinky-dink weekends. I'm yep. going to do trips here and there that are going to bring me joy so that I'm more able to work to the best of my ability. So let's do that. Let's set a pact, listeners, to take back our years. And, and, and don't let people laugh at you when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm planning out July or August of next year. And they're like, what? I mean. <laughs> you may get laughed at. It's happened to me. Sean just laughed. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) All right, Sean, any closing thoughts? No, just get out there, take chances, make mistakes and push yourself. Uh, Definitely, definitely take, take what we've talked about. Uh, Send us any advice or if you disagree with anything that we've said or you have any tips. Please disagree. Yeah, please disagree. We love um, chatting and and learning from you guys. So please reach out to us and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. I want disagreements in my inbox. I want Sean to get upset. If he doesn't, I'm going to be just disappointed. It's a personal challenge. It's it's a personal (laughs) challenge. Make Sean upset. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. We will be with you at our regularly slated time on Fridays. 
And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Goodbye.